0: What's up everybody and uh, welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. My name's Jonas, and this is episode 27 of the podcast. So if you haven't already, I'm going to urge you to go out and listen to last week's episode, episode 26, where myself and David Anderson reviewed the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which was a pretty good show actually. And uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to our review of that, go out and uh, check out episode 26, which was released last Tuesday. You can find it on all popular Podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, it's even on YouTube, and many, many others. So, regardless of what podcast platform you download your podcast from, I'm sure you'll be able to find Wrestling with Jonas and have a listen to last week's episode. It was very, very good. This week, we are going to be focusing on NXT and NXT UK from the 20th of February. So, yes, I know that was uh, nearly a week away. Uh, my, my shoot job, my real-life job, um, has been very busy lately. So I haven't found the time that I was hoping to dedicate to this episode. But we're here. We're reviewing it now. Um, so welcome, if you're listening. Uh, before we start talking about the uh, wrestling news, um, just want to throw a little plug out there for me. So I'm on social media. So if you want to follow uh, me, if you want to follow the podcast, Wrestling With Jonas, you can do. We've got uh, um, a, a popular Twitter page on Twitter. Uh, follow us at WithJonners underscore pod. If you want to listen to my, my thoughts, any latest news that crops up, um, please go on there and uh, give us a, a follow. On Facebook, we got um, an ever-growing Facebook group. You just go on to Facebook and search Wrestling With Johnners and join in on all the fun news and banter there. i on Instagram as well, so you can follow the podcast, Wrestling With Johnners, on Instagram. Simply go to Instagram.com forward slash Wrestling With Johnners and uh, get uh, interactive with us there. Listen to all of the latest news and happenings from NXT, NXT UK, WWE and kind of wrestling in general really from around the world um, with uh, updates, news and information uh, from myself and various contributors. So first of all uh, I kind of want to have a look at uh, this week's top three news stories. So there has been quite a few releases um, within the WWE over the last uh, few days or so. Uh, there's been uh, uh, TJP, the former Cruiserweight Champion, uh, that's gone from the WWE. There's been Hideo Itami that's also left. Ty Dillinger and also Arne Anderson. So let's talk a little bit about each of these individuals in a bit more detail. So TJP has been quite vocal of late about not being used properly, uh, and even commented on his Twitter that he'd put forward an idea for himself uh, that was allegedly recycled as a way to introduce Ricochet onto last week's Monday Night Raw from Lafayette, Louisiana. TJP was the first ever WWE Cruiserweight Champion you may remember, defeating Grand Metalik in the final of the tournament in summer two thousand and sixteen. Uh, But despite some character development, he never really progressed beyond 205 Live um, and grew frustrated with his position within the company. TJP uh, took part in the World's Collide tournament not long ago, but he was eliminated by Dominic Dijakovic in the first round. And on February the 19th episode of 205 Live, TJP was defeated by Humberto Carrillo in what was his final uh, televised WWE match. And then on the 22nd of February, Perkins was released from his contract from the WWE. Um, I, I think he had may have had a, a little bit of backstage heat for being a bit negative, a bit vocal. That's yet to be confirmed. That's only really the rumor going out there. Hideo Itami, uh, the former Kenta, is another wrestler who was uh, granted his release this week. Hideo was plagued by injuries, especially in NXT. The first of which was a severe shoulder injury. That happened in 2015 when he was earmarked to defeat Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship at the Beast in the East special uh, in June 2015. However, after suffering his first major injury since joining the NXT, um, he was replaced by Finn Balor on that show and uh, we, we did not see Itami for another year after that. He also suffered another debilitating injury at the hands of Riddick Moss after Moss botched a uh, power slam and uh, pretty much landed Kenton on on the back of his head and certainly didn't do Itami any favours with that, putting him on the shelf for another six months. One of Itami's highlights with the company was his appearance in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 31. Uh, He won a tournament over access over WrestleMania weekends to be the NXT entrant in that year's Battle Royal. Um, Itami was eliminated by the big show. Itami did have a solid feud um, at one point during last year with Mustafa Ali on 205 Live and was part of the pre-show four-way match for the Cruiserweight Championship, you may remember, on this year's Royal Rumble, which many people, including myself, thought would be his crowning moment. However, his loss in that match indicated the beginning of the end for Itami and, uh, of course, he was released on the 22nd of February. And I'm sure that uh, Itami will be reprising his Kenta name on the Independence and possibly around Japan very soon. No doubt he'll be seen, uh, possibly in Pro Wrestling Noah, where he made his name in Japan. Then there's Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger requested his release and was granted his release over the weekend. His 90 day no compete clause will expire just a few days before. AEW's Double or Nothing show on May 25th. And it is well known that Ty, a real name, uh, Ronnie Arniel, is good friends with Cody Rhodes. he had previously tagged with Cody Rhodes in OVW uh, when they were both in developmental and uh, was well liked by Dusty Rhodes uh, when uh, he was part of the backstage team in NXT when uh, Ty Dillinger was in development in NXT, of course. Dillinger suffered a hand injury in October 2018, which kept him out of action for several months. He returned to in-ring competition at a house show in uh, February uh, February the 9th. However, he was still not used on television and on February the 19th, uh, Dillinger announced on Twitter uh, in a statement that he had requested his release from the WWE and was granted his release also on the 22nd of February. Then there's Arne Anderson, a legendary member of the Four Horsemen and WWE Hall of Famer, Um, was with the company for 18 years as a backstage hand, uh, as an agent, producer, um, and and, and was the the agent uh, for uh, John Cena, uh, all of John Cena's big matches and all of Triple H's big matches, apparently, and was very popular with many in the company. Arne was supposedly sent home and told not to return by Vince McMahon himself after a war of words because of something, a disagreement that happened at a house show. Um, I'm, I'm sure that more will come out about the story. However, WWE has made plenty of noise on their website and their YouTube channel about their new signings to their creative team with the likes of Sanjay Dutt, uh, Sean Devari, Shane Hurricane Helms, Abyss, Jeff Jarrett and even Bruce Pritchard, all being signed on as, as agents, producers members of the backstage team over the last week, and with Bruce Pritchard being signed as a senior member of the creative team to once again uh, be one of Vince McMahon's right-hand men. Um, With with that, that's obviously uh, one of the the biggest news items of the week. Where does that leave uh, Bruce Pritchard? Where does that leave um, the Something to Wrestle With podcast? Uh, Will they continue doing the podcast, him and Conrad Thompson? We know that Conrad Thompson is heavily involved, uh, one of the main organisers of StarCast, and uh, they're going to be doing the second ever StarCast um, over the weekend of Double or Nothing this coming May. And, uh, you know, has that potentially you know upset one or two people behind the scenes at the WWE because he's got an association with um, AEW? Um, he was there at the initial rally, AEW rally, um, at the beginning of January. Um, And he's got a a little bit of an association there with with AEW, especially uh, very strong ties with with the company in terms of the the StarCast convention that uh, will be happening before Double or Nothing in May. I personally am a, a, a really big fan of the Something to Wrestle With podcast. I've listened to every single episode. I've enjoyed every single episode and really enjoy the partnership between Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard. Uh, They did actually have a uh, a stint on the WWE Network with a a network exclusive show, something else to wrestle with, you may remember, with lots of um, exclusive stories and backstage clips. Um, They they did uh, episodes on Shawn Michaels, on CM Punk, um, all very entertaining kind of extensions from the, the, the podcast that's been going over two years. Uh, Pritchard was involved uh, in in many key storylines over his 20-year career with the WWF and WWE alongside Vince McMahon uh, and the likes of Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, Michael Hayes in a prominent backstage capacity. And it'll be interesting to see what influence he has over creative and storylines, um, if any at all, uh, when he returns to the company from this week. Finishing Move Limited. Specialising in simple, stylish, and versatile items to elevate your everyday. Check out their Instagram at Finishing Move Limited and find their elevated essentials range at Finishing move Let's uh, have a look at uh, some other news items that have been catching my eye over the last few days. Well, We have to look no further than what happened last night, uh, the big angle to end Monday Night Raw. Of course, it was the celebration, the uh, birthday party of the Nature Boy Ric Flair. It was actually his 17th birthday on Monday, so they were celebrating last night. You saw the likes of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Shawn Michaels, Even Sting was there to help celebrate the Nature Boy's 70th birthday, Um, but as they were waiting waiting on stage and in the ring for the Nature Boy to make his grand entrance, and they'd been building up to this, there was Batista, unannounced, unexpected, dragging the Nature Boy through the backstage area. Triple H got out of the ring, ran to the backstage area to see if his friend um the Nature Boy Rick Flair was okay. Obviously Batista wasn't there, but this is an extension uh, of what happened uh, f- from from last year where we had Evolution. Um we had Randy Orton, Triple H Batista and Ric Flair in the ring and uh, Batista showed uh, a little bit of dissension because um, he, he, he said how much he respected all the members in the ring um, but uh, that Triple H couldn't get over the fact that he's never beaten the animal Batista, um, kind of adding fuel to the speculation that they might be having a WrestleMania match. Last night's activities on Monday Night Raw, last night's storyline and angle with uh, a Ric Flair getting dragged through the backstage area on his 70th birthday on Monday Night Raw um, definitely cemented the fact that we will almost certainly be seeing Batista at WrestleMania. In April. Now, Big Dave has always said he wanted that one last match, that one last WrestleMania match uh, to be against Triple H, ideally, Uh, with the storyline development uh, that happened last night on Monday Night Raw. It looks like he'll be getting his match against Triple H. Uh, Triple H, of course, he's just recovered from shoulder injury, which uh, he suffered at the crown jewel event in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Back in November, I think it was when he teamed with Shawn Michaels to go up against The Undertaker and Kane in that kind of uh, that cluster of a show. Basically, it wasn't well received. The main event was terrible, Um, but uh, I think his match, Triple H's match with Batista at WrestleMania, although they're not the most dynamic of wrestlers, I think the build already has been very, very good, very, very interesting especially with what happened last night. Uh, I think Batista definitely makes a better heel than he does Babyface. Not entirely sold sold on uh, Triple H being uh, a Babyface at all, to be honest with you, Um, but it should be an interesting encounter and a good match as long as it doesn't go on last. I'm not expecting it to, but let's hope so. And then the final big news story of the week once again happened last night and it was the return of Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns... Open the show to a a fantastic reception from the the fans uh, in attendance at Monday Night Raw last night uh, to announce that his leukemia um, is now in remission. So the last time we saw Roman Reigns was on the 22nd of October where he told the wrestling world that he'd been living with the disease uh, for the last 11 years and that it had returned. Um, We've seen pictures of him on the internet, of him filming scenes with The Rock uh, for the Fast and Furious spin-off, which is um, due out later on this year. It was great to see him get a fantastic reception from the fans. Uh, Will will we see another S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion before Dean Ambrose departs? Who knows? Um, After his announcement, um, he was walking up the ramp, Seth Rollins' music started, um, and uh, they kind of embraced good to see those two uh, have a moment last night Uh, but will we see an entire shield reunion Dean Ambrose is now uh, a bit of a baby face Uh, you saw his his kind of spot with Elias in the ring last night where he uh, hit Elias with the Dirty Deeds Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens I know that um, Dean Ambrose will be gone just after Wrestlemania I I don't think we'll see Roman Reigns in the ring before WrestleMania, if I'm honest with you. I think although he's in remission, he's still recovering and he's still receiving treatment. I don't think he'll be medically cleared until after WrestleMania, possibly, um, you know, maybe working closer to Summerslam, in my opinion. So it'll be interesting to see when he does make his return. Um, But there's been uh, a lot of activity with Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Um, and, uh, and and even Elias getting involved. Um, we, we saw at the Elimination Chamber where Braun Strowman was triple power through two tables. Um, it was essentially that the Shield triple power bomb executed uh, by Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin uh, on on Strowman, and uh, that kind of sent some rumblings that uh, potentially we could be seeing the three of them. Um, up against the Shield at WrestleMania. Like I say, I, I I don't really know. It might be a good send-off for Dean Ambrose. I personally think it's uh, too soon for Roman Reigns to be returning. Um, but we shall see um, further developments to kind of no doubt happen um, in the weeks to come. We're only about uh, six weeks away from WrestleMania. So watch this space. Interesting things, um, especially with regards to Roman Reigns. But, you know, I am... Really really happy uh, to see that he's, he's fit and well and that he's fighting um, the, the disease and that um, you know it might not be too long before we'll be see him back in the ring. he looked healthy, he looked strong, he looked positive, he was getting an amazing reception from the fans. Um, so uh, good news all round. Moving on, let's uh, review last week's NXT UK from the 20th of February. Uh, So tonight's big main event um, will be the rematch for the NXT UK Women's Championship between uh, champion Tony Storm and former champion Rhea Ripley. Uh, But first, uh, we get a match between Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster against Joe and Mark Coffey, the Coffey Brothers. So the Coffees look like a force to be reckoned with as they make their way down to the ring. And Mark and Joe dominate the first few minutes, bullying Morgan Webster in the early going until he is able to make the hot tag to Mark Andrews, who connects with a sweet boot to the face of Joe Coffey, followed by a Hurricane Rana. This doesn't last long, however, before a double team from the Coffees brings Andrews back down to earth. Uh, Joe dominates Andrews with a, with stiff shots and pure brutality, um, and then with a, a full Nelson, uh, followed by a double underhook slam. Uh, Mark Andrews does eventually make the tag back to Webster, who changes the pace of the game and manages to hit a springboard moonsault, a knee to the face on Mark Coffey, and a hurricane runner to Joe Coffee on the outside. Mark Andrews does get a two-count on Mark Coffee after an assisted 450 splash. Andrews then manages to hit a tornado DDT on Joe Coffey before Webster sends the big man to the outside with a headbutt. Andrews and Morgan Webster hit a double somersault plancher onto both Coffee Brothers. Andrews manages to nail a stun-dog millionaire on Joe Coffey, however, the Coffee Brothers soon regain control of the match with a huge forearm from Mark and the best for the Bells larrier from Joe Coffee. Mark covers um, after that huge double team move for the 1-2-3 and the pinfall victory for the Coffey brothers. So that was an OK match between these two teams, uh, but the Coffees were just too big and dominant uh, against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan. We then get a selfie promo from Jordan Devlin where he mentions his fantastic outing at the Worlds Collide tournament a couple of weeks ago. He sends out a message to Travis Banks saying that he'd better grow eyes in the back of his head because he, because he's not finished with him yet, not by a long shot. We then see a promo for Kaylee Ray. She says that it doesn't matter about Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, or any of the other girls in NXT UK's vision. All that matters is that Kaylee Ray is here. On the subject of Kaylee Ray, you've probably seen the pictures from this weekend's NXT UK tapings in Coventry. Viper is now part of NXT UK. Now I couldn't be um, any happier, big fan of Viper. Um, to be fair I was a, a little bit uh, um, behind the curve when it came to Viper. Of course I saw her on the, the, the World of Sport, um, a New Year's Eve special from the beginning of what would it have been now 2017. And then uh, we saw a bit more of Viper. Or Piper Niven uh, as she was known during the WWE's Mae Young Classic uh, in the summer of 2017 where she really shone, uh, got through to the quarterfinals there and lost out to her best friend Tony Storm in that tournament. But she really caught my eye. I thought she was involved in some of the, the better matches of that tournament in 2017. And I can't wait to see her um, as part of the WWE once again um, within, the w- within the NXT UK brand. I've been a huge Viper fan for, um, looks like since 2017, and uh, I can't wait to see more of her very soon in NXT UK. Then we get a match pitting Trent Seven versus Shane Thorne. Um, obviously, uh, Shane Thorne used to be one half of the tag team TM61, or The Mighty. So worlds collide once again in this match as Trent Seven... Former NXT Tag Team Champion and current Progress Atlas Division Champion uh, from the NXT UK brand faces Shane Thorne from NXT, making his NXT UK debut. So, of course, this match was filmed over Royal Rumble weekend at the Royal Rumble uh, Access event. So obviously there was going to be a mixture of NXT UK, NXT and 205 Live Superstars there because of course that's where they also filmed the World's Collide tournament. So you were going to get a little bit of a, a mishmash of, uh, of, of talent uh, and matches and obviously this particular match was filmed over that weekend but uh, Seven sold his right arm uh, quite a bit during this match after being injured from, uh, from earlier on in the match, where Shane Thorne worked over Trent Seven's arm. Uh, there was a top rope, super, superplex spot from Seven onto to Thorne. They got a two count. Trent Seven finally managed to put his opponent away with the Seven star Lariat after 10 minutes, and it was quite an entertaining match. Uh, really enjoyed that match. Uh, both wrestlers gelled quite well in the ring. Trent Seven went over in the end after 10 minutes. We then get a backstage interview with Jack Gallagher, uh, who will be looking uh, to have a, a nice cup of tea with the NXT UK General Manager Johnny Saint to discuss his future with the NXT UK brand. Personally, I'd love to see more of Jack Gallagher appear on uh, NXT UK, and uh, he, he's uh, a regular fixture on Five Live, as we all know, uh, but Jack would be a great addition to the NXT UK roster, especially to add a bit more contrast with his ground-based mat work offence uh, within His expertise in submission style wrestling, I'd love to see Jack Gallagher go up against Jordan Devlin, Tyler Bate or maybe even Pete Dunne on an episode of NXT UK in the future. He wouldn't be a bad addition to the brand at all. Then we see the grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake. Uh, They're in the ring, microphone in hand, declaring that they are the very first NXT UK tag team champions. Gibson says that... For 13 long years, he's travelled the world, showing everyone exactly what they already knew. They have the shiny new NXT UK Tag Team Championships, proving that they are the best tag team in the world. Gibson says that he would much rather be sat at home with a pack of biscuits and a cup of tea, enjoying his life. But instead, he has been dragged against his will, flown halfway around the world so that he can educate this bunch of Yanks to show why British wrestling is still the very best, and as to why the grizzled young veterans are the very best of the best, Gibson then sends out a challenge to Danny Birch and Only Lawkin. They pronounce the NXT UK Tag Team Titles as the most important anywhere in the WWE. Danny Birch and Only Lawkin then comes out onto the stage, and Danny Birch says that nothing makes him prouder than to have Only Lawkin as his tag team partner. Danny says that Johnny Saint said that they would have to wait until next week. But the way he sees it, why wait? So Bertrand Lawkin approach the ring to face off against Drake and Gibson in an impromptu match. But the tag team champions climb out of the ring and make their way uh, backstage back to the locker room. So it looks like we will have to wait one more week for the match between Burton Lawkin versus the grizzled young veteran Zach Gibson and James Drake for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Then we get the main event of this episode of NXT UK, Tony Storm. The NXT UK Women's Champion versus former champion Rhea Ripley. So, this is their third match in their recent history with Rhea winning the tournament final against Tony Storm to be crowned the inaugural NXT UK Women's Champion. Tony Storm then won the championship from Rhea Ripley at TakeOver Blackpool last month, and now here we are with their rematch with Tony as the champion. Rear attacks Tony with a wild flurry of punches before the match even begins and continues the assault after the bell. Storm soon hits back with a basement drop kick and some stiff forearms. Ripley pulls Storm uh, to the outside with Storm landing hard on the outside on the ringside area before being rammed hard into the corner post on the outside. Ripley applies a vicious body scissors on Tony Storm in the centre of the ring, which Storm manages to reverse before Rhea Ripley nails a wicked and well-executed dropkick to the face of the champ. Rhea then applies her inverted cloverleaf in the centre of the ring, but Tony manages to leverage her opponent out of the ring before nailing Ripley with a dive through the ropes to the outside. Storm executes one of her patented German suplexes and a second one for a close near form. Ripley nails a stiff short arm clothesline, but Storm manages to hit a backstabber to get a bit of respite from the bigger and more powerful Ripley. Storm floors Ripley with a big old headbutt for a two count of her own. Ripley shows off her more agile side by landing a kick to the face of the champ who was sitting on the top rope before going up to execute a massive superplex for a very close near fall. Ripley lays in some boots in the corner, uh, but Ripley runs shoulder first into the ring post, allowing Tony Storm to hit a Storm Zero finisher for the eventual pinfall victory to retain her NXT UK Women's Championship. In my opinion, this would be pretty close to being their best match of the three matches we've seen on TV, uh, with Ripley dominating for much of the match. And Toni Storm showed us, uh, showed all of us her tenacity as she puts the ever-impressive rear Ripley away. Hopefully, this won't be the last time we see Ripley in contention for uh, the Women's Championship. In fact, I know it won't be because she is so damn good. That draws an end to NXT UK for this week. Uh, let's have a look at uh, NXT from the 20th of February. Tonight sees Johnny Gargano defend his North American Championship for the first ever time. Uh, so pitting Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. But first we get an appearance from Alistair Black in our opening match of this week's episode of NXT. His opponent is undisputed here, remember, uh, the messiah of the backbreaker, Roderick Strong. So the match started at a pace with quick strikes from Black followed by a snap German suplex for the first two count of the match. Black gets sent to the outside where Strong follows through with a wrecking ball drop kick. Uh, the match goes to the outside where Strong drops Black back first onto the steel ring steps. Roddy then takes the match to Alistair Black with Roddy showing us why he is such a prolific singles wrestler. Although we've seen a lot of him um, in the tag team with Kyle O'Reilly over the last ten months, there's a moment in this match where Alistair Black climbs down or escapes from an attempted super plex from Roderick Strong only to be dropped with another punishing backbreaker from Roddy. Black strikes back with a knee strike and some stiff kicks of his own before dropping Strong with a brutal brainbuster for a two count. The match goes to the outside once again and onto the ring apron this time where Strong drops Black neck first onto the turnbuckle. That was another vicious spot from Roddy. That looked painful. Then from out of nowhere, Alistair Black cracks Roddy Strong with a wicked black mass flooring his opponent for a three count and the stunning painful victory. Really entertaining match and a good opener to this episode of NXT. Black can barely get his hand raised before Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole rush to the ring to attack the victorious Black, Uh, but it isn't too long before Ricochet comes to the aid of his babyface buddy uh, with the tandem of Black and Ricochet standing tall at the end of it all in the centre of the ring. We see a backstage confrontation between Shayna Baszler and co against the rest of the NXT women's locker room, by the looks of it, headed by uh, Mia Yim. Um, This is likely to end up in a matchup uh, between these two, Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim, in a future episode of NXT. Shots were definitely fired on Twitter this week when Mia Yim uh, compared or or called Shayna Baszler, uh, Sharon Corbin. Uh, not sure if it's to do with a a look or a hairstyle, um, but uh, shots were definitely fired um, in that uh, tweet from Amir Yim. We then see highlights of the newest recruits to the main roster, uh, taking Raw and SmackDown by Storm last week with Alistair Black, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa all taking uh, victory on both Monday and Tuesday nights, leaving questions yet to be answered such, such as how frequently will they be used on the main roster? how will their characters be handled and will there be any storyline continuity between what they're doing now on NXT uh, and what they will end up doing on Raw and SmackDown. Nevertheless exciting times for these four excellent recruits to the main roster and even more exciting to think that we could well see all four of these not only uh, at NXT TakeOver New York two nights before WrestleMania this April but they may also be in featured matches at WrestleMania itself. The Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic returns in two weeks' time, with four teams announced already for the tournament so far, including the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, Fabian Eitner and Marcel Bartel, The Forgotten Sons, and the Street Profits being the first four teams um, entered into this tournament. There will be another four teams announced next week to complete the first round lineup, first round tournament brackets. With the winner of the tournament going all the way to NXT TakeOver New York to face the NXT Tag Team Champions, the War Raiders. Then we have a match between Mia Yim and Zia Lee. So Mia Yim wins this fast paced match after only six minutes with a finishing move, and in a similar ending to the previous match that we just seen, uh, we get Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, and Maria Shafir storm the ring to attack Mia Yim after the match further setting up their match Um, but just like the last match the cavalry comes once again to the aid of Yim um, in the form of some of the undercard female talent um, in NXT who are swiftly beaten uh, by Shayna Baszler and co leaving Shayna and her cronies alone with Mia Yim who is told to show some respect to the NXT Women's Champion before promptly decking Yim to the canvas as she stands uh, as Baszler stands holding her NXT Women's Championship aloft in the centre of the ring we then see Johnny Gargano getting ready for his title defence backstage uh, with his wife Candice LeRae giving Johnny a pep talk ahead of his match with Velveteen Dream in the next match. Candice then spots Tommaso Champa as he enters the backstage area uh, and asks what the hell is he doing here. Tommaso tells Johnny that he is here for him if he needs him tonight. Johnny responds by saying that he won the title on his own and that he doesn't need Tommaso. And that tonight he is going to do what he does best, be Johnny freaking wrestling. Tommaso tells Johnny that he'll be watching as this segment comes to an end. We then see clips of uh, an up and coming special on Matt Riddle where he's interviewed by Jeremy Borash on the WWE's YouTube channel. That will be a must see interview with the original bro Matt Riddle. Then we get the match, uh, the main event for tonight's show, Johnny Gargano, the North American champion, defending his title against Velveteen Dream. So Johnny Wrestling still appears to be torn as to which Johnny Gargano he is. He is still very popular with fans, uh, but his association with Tommaso Ciampa over recent weeks still leaves some doubt as to whether he is a uh, superhero babyface that we all love, or the uh, newer and more aggressive Johnny Gargano that we have seen glimpses of over the last few weeks. The match begins with uh, Gargano and Dream. They start slowly until Dream slaps Gargano out of the ring as Tommaso Ciampa looks on from a backstage area. Dream nails Johnny with a second slap to the face um, and a double axe handle from the top turnbuckle. Johnny Gargano uh, gets the upper hand after knocking Dream unceremoniously from the top all the way to the canvas to take control of this match. There's definitely a mixed reaction to uh, Johnny Gargano in this match as he takes the offence to the Velveteen Dream on the outside. Dream makes a comeback with a solid spine buster, a clothesline taking taking Gargano out of the ring, and another double axe handle from the top turnbuckle onto Gargano on the outside this time. Dream hits a Famouser for a two count. Gargano hits a wicked spinning flatliner out of the corner for a two count of his own. Dream blocks an attempted slingshot DDT uh, from Gargano, but couldn't avoid a tope from Gargano, uh, which Dream shrugs off to hit an Oklahoma roll uh, and uh, his spinning DDT for a close near fall. Dream goes up to the top rope, but misses his purple rainmaker, allowing Gargano to nail a super kick for another very close near fall. The fans at Full Sail are completely invested into this match as Dream picks up Johnny Gargano on the second turnbuckle and uh, delivers a super Dream Valley driver for a second close near-fall with a loud, this is awesome chant from the fans. Dream attempts another double axe handle onto Gargano on the outside only to be caught with a super kick in midair before being pushed backwards into the steel ring steps followed by a snap suplex onto the steel ramp um, on the outside. Johnny gets another close near fall from a slingshot DDT. Dream does get a second wind uh, with back-to-back Dream Valley drivers, which he follows up with his purple rainmaker top rope elbow, hooking the leg of Johnny Gargano for the one, two, three, and we have a new North American champion, the Velveteen Dream. That match was super fast-paced, super fun from the very beginning, with plenty of false finishes, quick transitions, and high drama. Uh, that. Everyone in the audience was on the edge of their seats and everyone uh, was on their feet, myself included. I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Definitely match of the week for me. That match went 20 minutes and was uh, very good from the very beginning to the very end. Um, once you finish listening to this podcast, turn on the WWE Network, watch last week's episode of NXT, catch that main event. You will not be disappointed. But that draws uh, an end to another episode of Wrestling with Genres. This has been episode 27. So thank you very, very much uh, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you have, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button, um, like and uh, share. Shout about this podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family and keep listening to the Wrestling Majolahs podcast for all of your weekly NXT UK and NXT and occasional progress wrestling updates. Um, I will be going to see progress wrestling for the first time in Birmingham. Next Saturday, um, so I'll be going with uh, uh, my friend and uh, wrestling with John's contributor Matt Baylis. Uh, so uh, we'll be reviewing that show uh, once we've seen it live in person uh, a week or so later. You can catch the podcast, listen to it on all the major podcast platforms: uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast We are literally everywhere. Once again, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email the show wrestlingwithjonas at gmail.com. Visit our Twitter page at withjonas underscore pod. Visit our YouTube page where you can not only listen to this podcast, uh, but you can see all of my videos from my time in New Orleans um, over the five days that I was at New Orleans in April 2018 for WrestleMania 34. We're now on Instagram. Uh, Go on to Instagram, search Wrestling With and you'll find us there. And don't forget, I really want to kind of build our Facebook group, our uh, Wrestling With Johners community page on Facebook. Simply go onto to Facebook, search Wrestling With Johners, tap on the icon and uh, request to be a part of that group. Uh, lots of uh, banter, uh, news and updates and fun articles on there on a daily basis. But that's pretty much it for me for another week. I'll be back again uh, very soon to cover uh, next week's episode of NXT and NXT UK. So in the meantime, take care, have yourself a good week and speak to you all soon.